Hello everyone, welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. My name is Abby Aslan and I am the host of this podcast and so happy you're here if it's your first time and if not, welcome back. I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend if you're listening to this right when it's coming out um, on Monday. I hope you all had a great Valentine's Day and if anything, spent it giving yourself a little bit of extra love. I know a lot of my episodes lately I feel like have been centered around a lot of like self-love and that kind of thing so I hope that you really took the time to just love yourself a little extra um and it doesn't have to be valentine's day to do that you can do that literally any day you want and it's totally up to you so anyways today i really just felt like talking about being your biggest critic and self-sabotage um i feel like this kind of is spinoffs of other episodes i have in a way but just kind of from the opposite end of things because i know i've talked a lot about like self-esteem and like gaining confidence and how I became more confident and all that kind of stuff but I never really talked about how being your biggest critic can really affect you and limit you and just how paralyzing um, self-sabotage is really and it's something that I feel like I really struggled with a lot more um, probably years ago and I mean I still do now but I would say that it manifested itself in my life a lot more when I was younger like in high school and early early college um, just because that's when my self-esteem and my confidence was the worst so I naturally was my biggest critic to another level and I self-sabotaged to another level during those times of having a lot less self-esteem and just not having a lot of mental awareness and all of that kind of stuff and I just thought that this would be good to talk about because I feel like lately I've kind of been having more of those spurts of the little bit of self-sabotage or just being my biggest critic I find myself telling myself all of these things that are not true in the slightest and a lot of that just has to do with being uncomfortable with whatever the situation is in my life that discomfort sort of results in me telling myself that I'm not good enough for something or I can't do something or I'm not meant to do this or it's not meant for me or I ruin it all this kind of stuff And since I am someone who is very aware of my thoughts and I do have, I feel like, a lot of just mental awareness and I'm really good at kind of taking inventory of my thoughts and, you know, squashing the bad ones and really, like, letting the good ones live, I feel like I just have noticed that a lot lately in myself. I don't really know what it's stemming from. Um, Sometimes I feel like I do and other times I'm just like, I don't know where this is coming from. But honestly, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's peaks and valleys. That's how the self-confidence journey goes. That's how fitness journeys go. That's how health and wellness journeys go. Everything has peaks and valleys. It's never a constant, you know, straight line going upwards. Like, it's not going to be like that all the time. So, anyways, um, I hope you all will enjoy this episode. And please join the Gen Z Girl Podcast Facebook group if you haven't already. Um, and definitely follow the Gen Z Girl podcast on Instagram. It's just at Gen Z Girl podcast. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. The quote for this week, y'all, it's long, but trust me, listen to it and listen to it closely. I want you to like turn your ears up and really soak this in. Let your brain just marinate this quote I am about to give you all because it is good. It's so good, but it's long. So here we go. Self-sabotage is knowing exactly what you need to do to improve, but not doing it. 
It's procrastinating doing the very things that you know will make you happier. It's waiting till things are 100% perfect till you do them, but that of course never happens. It's remaining in the comfort zone because of the fear of failure or uneasiness of change. It's a mindset that you may be completely unaware of until you really think about it. So think about it. Are you a prisoner of your own thoughts? If you are, take responsibility and acknowledge you put yourself into that prison, but know that you have the power to free yourself. Mic drop. Oh my God. Does the end of that just like not give you chills? Because I read this and I was like, holy cow. Um, you're right, Pinterest. You really got me there. <laughs> and I don't know who this is originally by, but um, Pinterest really got me with that one. So I just happened to come across it. And I was like, geez, this is perfect for the episode. So that last part that says, are you a prisoner of your own thoughts? If you are, take responsibility and acknowledge you put yourself into that prison, but know that you have the power to free yourself. That's like the meat of that quote for me. Like, yes, I get all the other stuff, but like that is so powerful because the moment you realize that you have, you know, put yourself in this position by believing all of these self-limiting beliefs that you have just accumulated over the years as you've grown up and those accumulate um based on your education like where you grow up like your family your friends like all of these factors play into the self-limiting beliefs that you've sort of created for yourself over the years and everyone has them it's not like you know some people have them and some people don't if anything it's just that not everyone is aware that they have them they're not aware they exist i know i've had like a really deep conversation with my brother about like self-limiting beliefs um and it's just something that like you really have to sit down and think about it you know are you a prisoner of your own thoughts is your mind and your thoughts and what you tell yourself when you're presented with some sort of change or challenge are those thoughts you know what's holding you back are you a prisoner to your own thoughts if so um if you feel like your mind is what's keeping you from you know seeing results or being successful in certain things or just making progress in general then you probably have like a self-limiting belief that you've just sort of had with you for a while or maybe it came recently but you may just not be aware of it and the good thing is like the quote says if you do have those self-limiting beliefs and you are a prisoner to your own thoughts you have the power to free yourself from that prison because you got yourself into it you can get yourself out of it and I'm just going to be talking through like some things that sort of like help me with negative self-talk and some things that I find like help me the most and just kind of get me out of negative self-talk or at least help me be more aware of it and just like avoid self-sabotage at all costs because it is sort of inevitable in a sense but I think that if you can recognize it you can let it not go any farther than being nothing more than a thought so yeah that's a quote um and that's my spiel on the quotes my goal the goal whoa my goal for this week is to get consistent with journaling again and lo and behold I'm sitting here talking about my negative self-talk being bad lately and um that really affecting my life and I'm literally just having a light bulb moment right now like oh my god I haven't been consistently journaling like I was for weeks and weeks and weeks on end for the longest time I was doing so good about journaling like at least five days a week and I have literally only journaled probably three times in the past month. That's not okay for me because I know how powerful it is for me. And now I'm sitting here realizing, well, golly gee, Abby, the reason you're probably having all this negative self-talk is because you're not very in tune with your thoughts. And I am just 
taking everything my mind tells me because I'm not really being the best about, you know, processing my emotions and any negative thoughts I am having because I'm just letting them accumulate in my head instead of writing them down. So <laughs> we're, we're changing that tomorrow, you guys. No more excuses there. And I'm not saying that journaling is the cure for negative self-talk. I will sit here and say, like, you're crazy if you think that it can't help you, but – and I'm not saying it's the end-all, be-all cure. However, it definitely, definitely helps a ton because you just – it really, really helps with that mental clarity, self-awareness, emotional awareness, and it helps you just kind of force yourself to process those feelings and thoughts rather than just kind of like constantly revisiting them in your head and never resolving them. So anyways, my gratitude for this week, I'm so thankful because I am finally enrolled in the ethics class that I need to sit for the CPA, my last requirement to sit for the CPA in Texas. I talked about it a few weeks ago. I think it was my gratitude that I found a class I could take that had spots in it. But I got really scared because I felt like I jinxed myself when I said that on the podcast because I had like literally a two weeks worth email chain of trying to get enrolled in this freaking class because it was once again more hoops to jump through just to enroll in a class after I was already accepted because I had to be approved by the professor and I already got the professor's approval and everything but there there were like a trillion issues just with like the registrar and like this residency stuff and I had to like contact like five different people and do all these different emails and sort of just talk to a bunch of different people over a span of almost two weeks just to get like a hold that was on my account for god knows why to allow me to register for the freaking class but I'm finally in it I paid the bill so my butt's gonna be taking that class online and that's happening in March um on March 24th that is happening and it goes until like early May mid-May I think and I'm just so thankful that I'm finally in it the bill is paid like so that means I'm in it (laughs) um and I mean I hate that I had to you know pay $800 to take a class I'm already taking in Alabama that Texas just doesn't want to count but you know what I'm just grateful I'm in it at this point and I will eat that at $800 all day long if it means that I can just make some progress with this part of my life because it has been a lull the past seven, six months. But anyways, let's get into the episode, the meats and potatoes of the episode. So starting off, I was like kind of trying to research this because I was like, I kind of want to know like the psychology behind this. And I didn't do very deep or thorough research. I have to do so much research in my program so um honestly didn't really want to do too much because I'm constantly like having to do stuff online and researching so that area of my brain is just overworked I would say right now so I did some very surface level research so what I'm about to read to you all is very short and quick but it's interesting so I was reading about negativity bias um and it was from an Ohio State University study in 1998 the year I was born and um also 1998 I I keep getting so mad because I'll see like on Twitter and TikTok and stuff that just I I hate the reputation Gen Z has because me being in 1998 I am considered Gen Z but I'm like nothing like the other parts of Gen Z but it's like how can you stereotype an entire like I don't know that's totally a tangent I need to shut up okay I'm not talking about that (laughs) I just thought about it whenever I saw 1998 and I hate the way like the generations are just like stereotyped into one thing and it's like are you really stereotyping like billions of people millions of people into one like one stereotype one thing no stop it 
Anyways, any the Ohio State study, um, it was talking about how our brains literally react more strongly to negative input than positive input because there's a stronger surge of activity in the brain in response to negative events. So you can probably guess, you know, what this means. We end up spending entirely too much time obsessing over our failures and we think negative things are so much worse than they actually may realistically may be because of the um, greater surge in activity in our brain that happens when negative things happen. So that's just pretty interesting and I feel like that kind of makes me step take a step back and be like, how many times am I literally just being over I don't want to say over dramatic because there are definitely times when those negative feelings are warranted and everything like that but how many times have I you know just had such a strong reaction to something that maybe didn't need to be so strong just because I thought it was so much worse than it really was in the instant just because my brain was sitting there overreacting and telling itself that it was way worse than it really was definitely happens to me a lot I don't know about you guys but kind of going off of that if you don't really know who you are at your core and you don't have like that strong base I don't want to say a strong self-esteem basis you need to have some there it doesn't have to be the best in the world but if you don't have like a good like foundation there you will believe everything your negative thoughts tell you and you'll also take what anyone and everyone says to you and about you to heart even if it's not necessarily true And that is so, so, so dangerous. And I will say that's something as like a content creator, you know, I feel like an influencer is whatever you want to call them. Anybody who has like an online presence, they experience that more than the average person, I would say. And I'm not saying this in like a pity sense at all. I'm literally just giving an example to back up what I'm saying. You know, if you are a content creator and you do not have a good foundation sense of self like good foundational self-esteem doesn't have to be strong but you don't know who you really are at your core and you don't believe in who you are everything that anyone comments on about you on the internet or you know says about you you're gonna read it and instantly believe it and that is like literally an instant downward spiral I mean I've been there before I'm not really like there now or anything and like I am grateful that I don't, you know, get a ton of hate and all that kind of stuff. But I think that if you don't have that there, you know, you are seriously just setting yourself up to just constantly believe what people are saying about you or to you. And it doesn't even have to be the people around you. Like I said, anything you are telling yourself in your mind, you're going to sit there and believe it and not even question it. Because that's just what you're telling yourself and that's all you know because you don't have that good base foundation. And going off of that, everyone struggles with negative self-talk and self-sabotage at some point in their lives. I think some people inherently kind of have it embedded in their brain and it's like a very like psychological routine almost for them. Whereas with other people, I feel like it may be more situational. I feel like for me, it honestly used to be pretty psychological routine based and it was just kind of this cycle my brain was constantly going through and it was embedded in my brain um that constant negative self-talk and self-sabotage but I feel like now it's definitely a lot more situational and it's more so like something will trigger it and then I have to deal with it and then you know I overcome it that kind of thing so 
just remember that no one's invincible from it you can have all the confidence in the world and all the self-esteem in the world but there will still be times you know where you are going to struggle with talking down on yourself you know struggling with believing it or not or dealing with other people you know being mean or saying something to you and you believing it but you don't need to believe it that kind of thing so it does happen to everyone but getting into the things that help me out with negative self-talk um in self-sabotage it just sort of helped me bring myself back to earth and ground myself in this area the first thing is to not count yourself out too early um i feel like we often get really frustrated and irritated and worked up when we aren't quote unquote good at something on our own timeline we don't really give ourselves enough time or grace to truly learn and get in the groove with things so when we haven't reached this certain standard made up by like a made-up time in our heads we count ourselves out and prematurely conclude that, oh, it's not for me, or, oh, I'm not good at that. Just think of how many things you could have eventually completed, become better at, or succeeded with, or just gained a new skill if you just gave yourself one more shot and didn't count yourself out too early. And with that being said, it can be a hard pill to swallow as a perfectionist to accept that we won't be good at everything we do and try, and that's okay, because we are supposed to be. Stop trying to be good at everything, Abby, especially especially you. (laughs) Um, I just, I really struggle with that. So I think that um, a lot of times, you know, I do experience that frustration and that buildup of just getting worked up when I'm not learning something at a quick pace or not, I'm not like picking something up like a certain skill or I'm maybe I'm just kind of like in a lull and I'm not really making much progress with something and I just give up and I drop it and, or I don't see results right away and I drop it. And this can be with stuff with like work. This could be with something as simple as a freaking yoga pose, you guys. Like I am saying this on such a large scale right now, but we literally count ourselves out too early all of the time because we just don't really give ourselves, you know, like we think that we have to get all of this stuff like learned, done, perfected by X date. When in reality, a lot of times there's not a deadline. Yes, obviously with your work projects and stuff, you know, you may need to pick up this skill with a computer software or, you know, you're not really going to be able to do your job. Obviously, different situation. But in that case, you know, you just need to work through it. And, you know, remember that the more you work on it, the better you're going to get at it. But I think so many times, like especially with hobbies or things that you're just sort of interested in and you're trying to like get your feet wet with, we just count ourselves out way too early and we shouldn't be. Um, And like I said, not everything is going to be meant for us. So you do have to kind of find that line of, okay, this isn't meant for me. Um, So this isn't something I need to be investing a lot of my time and energy in versus did I even give myself a true shot or was I creating this false deadline in my head and this false standard in my head that I had to be this good at something by this date or had to have it down by this date um, in order to for it to like be my thing or whatever and there is a line in between those two things and you just kind of have to like find it but I think there's a lot of things that we just count ourselves out too early on The next thing is when something is finished, let it be finished. This is one that I think really breeds a lot of my negative self-talk. This is like a really strong one for me. I'd say the last one definitely does. um, I see that a lot in my life sometimes 
whenever I'm getting kind of bored with things I'm doing in my life and I'm trying to pick up like something else, like a new skill or a new hobby. But this one is one that like happens with the tiniest of things and also with the largest of things. I will have a quick conversation in passing with an acquaintance and I will say something like slightly weird or I'll like forget to mention something and I literally don't stop thinking about it. I'm sitting there the rest of the day and I'm like, gosh, why did I forget to say that? Or why did I phrase that that way? Why didn't I ask them about this? Why didn't I start the conversation off this way? And I will dwell on it until there's something else for me to dwell on, quite honestly. And just don't obsess over how you could have done something differently, whether it's for a work project or if you did something wrong or said something wrong in a school presentation, don't get caught up on those quick conversations like I I gave an example of. Because I promise no one is dwelling on it as much as you are and for as long as you are. And the more you sit there and dwell on what's already finished and done when you can't even go back and change it, the more your subconscious is going to start convincing yourself that what you did or didn't do was more noticeable to that other person or more of a big deal than it really was. Because your brain's going to sit there and be like, oh yeah, we're dwelling on this a bunch, so clearly that means that the other person must have thought it was a big deal. When in reality they may have not even noticed it in the first place and you're just sitting there dwelling on it. So please just anything that has like a true done finished mark by some means, that's kind of arbitrary because, you know, obviously there's like ending dates for projects and like conclusions for certain things and then other things. It's like, is it really finished or not? Very arbitrary. But when something is finished, let it be finished. Don't sit there and pick it apart because you can't change it. I do this with my homework assignments after I submit them. I will go back and look at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot to, you know, cite the source correctly or I forgot to mention this one thing about this one finding I had in my research. And I'm just like, oh my God, I already submitted it. Get over it. Like, I'm literally wasting my time right now. What am I doing? And it's honestly habitual for me, I think, is. I think it has to do with perfectionism and it's rooted in perfectionism for me because I'm thinking like every conversation has to be perfect. Every assignment has to be perfect. Every work project has to be perfect. Every piece of content I upload and put out there has to be perfect. So I'm constantly like going back and making sure, hey, did this fit this perfect standard for me? Oh, of course it didn't because nothing's going to be perfect. And then I sit there and dwell on it when I can't even change anything about it because it's already been submitted and it's done. So Abby, get over it. Anyways. Next thing, teach yourself to question and challenge every little piece of negative self-talk you have. I've talked about this before when I had, I've talked about it in episodes where I talk about mindset, like change your mindset from like a negative one to a positive one. That's probably one of my favorite episodes because that's where I kind of talk about how I went from a natural pessimist to more of a natural optimist. And I think I recorded that about a year ago-ish, maybe like 10 months ago. I don't know. And, um... This is sort of reiterating that, but in a different light. Um, If you find yourself saying, you know, you can't do something, try asking yourself, okay, how could I get this done? If you're telling yourself that you're not enough, challenge yourself by remembering and taking notes of all the things that make you stand out as an individual and make you uniquely you. You know, if you're sitting there telling yourself you're not enough, it's because, you know, something in the past or like, you yourself has just always told yourself that and you know you aren't giving enough credit and paying enough attention to all of those attributes and traits and things you actually have done and you're only focusing on those negative ones like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode Um, you're only shedding light and 
only giving weight to the negatives, to the times that, you know, you maybe didn't do something correctly and that you weren't enough for something. Why aren't you paying any attention to the times you were enough? Why aren't you paying any attention to the things that make you unique and make you stand out? Stop giving all of the weight to those negative factors because that is one way you're going to sit there and just constantly be breeding that negative self-talk and constantly telling yourself, I'm not enough because you are enough. Every single one of you listening to this episode is enough. You just aren't paying any attention to the things that make you enough. And all you're doing is picking apart the things that you think make you not enough. That was a lot of words. And I did not have that written out. That just came from my heart. So if you needed to hear that, um, I think that was just put on my heart for somebody to hear because I didn't have that written down or anything. Um, And I just needed to say that. So anyways, if you find yourself, you know, wanting to give up or quit trying something, ask yourself what you could do differently to help keep you going. When we just let our negative self-talk come in and into our heads and do nothing but just sit there and believe it, that's when those self-limiting beliefs get created and that sets us up for counting ourselves out too early, like I mentioned earlier. And just because we're in the habit of believing the negative self-talk we have with ourselves, when in reality the negative self-talk could use a challenge so you can prove to yourself that you and your mind do have power over the negative self-thoughts and you can just put them in their place. And I think that this is something that takes a lot of work and time. Um, I hope that me sitting here and telling you this um, will help you realize it and help you become more aware of those thoughts because sometimes it just takes someone telling you like, hey, you should really just take a moment every time you have like any sort of like extreme thought that whether it's like super negative, super positive, whatever, just always like reflect on it and think about it for a second. Don't ever let them just like sit there and be there and do nothing about it because I feel like whenever you get in the habit of recognizing the good thoughts and recognizing how they make you feel, you'll have more of them and then whenever you learn how to sort of pick out those negative thoughts that come into your mind and the negative self-talk, once you can start picking that out and noticing like, hey, um, I don't know if I should be telling myself this, like how true is this, like how could I actually get something done if I feel like I can't do it and you start challenging them, the more you're going to start believing in yourself and a lot of those self-limiting beliefs you've created will start to crumble because they're not going to have that basis anymore of just being able to pop in your head and be there because you're literally teaching yourself to find them, address them, and squash them. And the more you do that, the less of them you'll have. So that's kind of what that's all about. The next thing is to just always imagine yourself talking to a friend or loved one. I'm a, I'm a lot like this. I've talked about this in episodes before. I do not do gossip. I do not do talking crap about other people. I am sorry, but if you are doing that, I mean, like, just... I, oh my gosh, yeah, I could just go on for days about this. And I say this coming from a place where I, you know, used to, you know, all the time because that that's just what you do when you're insecure and you don't have a lot of self-esteem and you just feel the need to pick apart everyone else's life and feel the need to talk about everyone else um, because you're not satisfied with yourself. And I've been there before, trust me. So I'm not sitting here saying, I don't do gossip, like I'm some perfect person. No, I totally have before and I still do because I slip up and I'm human. But I consciously choose not to engage in it. Um, I think sometimes it 
conversations may like accidentally turn into that but they never I never that's never my intention and I always I feel like I'm really pretty good at recognizing when a conversation goes from like you know catching up with someone about something into gossip because I feel like sometimes people just kind of slide into that and I'm like wait how'd we get here put in reverse like (laughs) stop um I just don't do it because I know that it just creates a breeding ground for more negativity and it creates the space for me to continue to talk bad about myself and others and that's not the person I want to be and that's never the person I've wanted to be and I just don't do it it's gross it's disgusting it's immature it's not your business in the first place so it just doesn't make sense to me um and I think that a lot of that gossip that happens um I guess what I was trying to I'm trying to think of like how I was trying to connect this with what I was going to say but I feel like a lot of times the gossip just turns into self-talk like negative self-talk and that is hard because if you're someone who just sort of naturally does gossip more often than others or just talks about other people and other people's lives a lot you should probably like take a second and think like how much negative self-talk do I have in my life because you know I think that the more you talk about other people you also do it to yourself or you're completely oblivious to all of your um you know your low self-esteem issues your insecurities whatever but what I was trying to get at with all of this is I have always you know with not engaging in gossip and stuff I always think to myself I'm not going to sit here and talk about, you know, someone because then that person I'm talking to knows that I'm going to talk about them behind their back. And that's something my mom always told me, like, growing up and everything. You know, like, if someone's talking crap about someone to you, they're going to do it about you behind your back. And that's literally so true. Building off of that, imagine yourself talking to a friend or a loved one um, with negative self-talk. So I'm kind of putting a spin on this and I'm saying – would you say the things that, you know, you say to yourself to a close family member, a friend, whatever, and I think this goes for gossip and for self-talk, like, if you wouldn't say it to, if you wouldn't say it to the other person's face in terms of gossip, don't say it at all. If you wouldn't say it to a friend or a loved one, don't say it about yourself. You would be surprised at how shocking it is to just realize how awful some of the things we say to ourselves are. And unfortunately, a lot of those things we say to ourselves are things we would just never, ever consider saying to a friend or a loved one. And once you become more aware of the negative self-talk and when it's happening, if you can challenge those thoughts like I was just mentioning earlier, and then ask yourself if it's something you would say to a close friend or loved one, you should be able to squash out a lot of the negative self-talk pretty quickly or at least recognize it and put it to a halt quicker. And I just think that once you become more aware of this, you know, negative self-talk thoughts and everything, you can sit there and really ask yourself, okay, I think this is a negative self-talk thought. I think I'm kind of self-sabotaging myself right now. Like, should I be telling myself this? Instantly, just once you kind of have recognized that, ask yourself, would I say this to my mom? Would I say this to my best friend? the answer is no then you probably shouldn't be saying it to yourself and you should that's when you should start challenging that thought um and the next thing is keeping your company in mind I think I've also like briefly talked about this in an episode before 
who like you truly are who you surround yourself with and I know everybody knows that that's no groundbreaking news but personally I find myself engaging in a lot more of the negative self-talk when my friends or the people I surround myself with are also doing it and I always try to like not necessarily call my friends out on it and tell them not to talk about themselves that way I just sort of try to like either hear them out like listen to what they're saying but I I always try to just kind of like counteract anything negative they're saying about themselves with something positive or tell them not straight up just say like oh oh my gosh don't talk about yourself that way you know something like that but when you and your friend or the company you keep around are unknowingly engaging in that negative self-talk you're subconsciously creating a breeding ground and safe space for the two of you to be negative together and since you know that person will be negative with you you'll always find yourself going back to them to engage in the negative self-talk whenever you're feeling down or feeling like you just need to say something negative because your mind knows that that person's always going to be there for it and also engage in it and also listen to it so keeping that in mind is really important I definitely have like some friends that you know probably are harder on themselves than others and I notice that I tend to like crap on myself more whenever I'm with those people and that's okay I'm not saying you can't be friends with them I'm just saying like try and be more aware of it so that you can you and your friend can like hold each other accountable and be like hey we shouldn't be talking about ourselves this way like let's lift each other up and lift ourselves up instead of sitting here like constantly like complaining and talking about all of these things and like saying all these things about ourselves and to ourselves that may not even be true and we're just sitting here saying them like one thing I can think of is just being like oh my gosh I suck so bad at this or ugh I'm such a failure I you know did this wrong or I failed this test whatever saying things like that like that's not adding any value and that's not going to help you do any better in the long run you know and the next thing is victimizing yourself and I'm saying this in like most situations I'm not sitting here and saying this across the board for every time um, you're a victim to any kind of situation please do not take it that way I'm just saying if you you know are comfortable with an ex- certain excuse because of your like circumstances or whatever or your situation you're only going to force yourself to stay in that current current situation that you believe you can't get out of if you're sitting there victimizing yourself and I'm saying like using the same excuse from your situation to count yourself out of trying or doing something because that will literally force you to stop trying and go no further whereas if you challenge yourself and ask you know like whatever that excuse may be and just push yourself not to settle you may see the results you want and what I'm kind of meaning by this let me think of a good example so when people myself even when we say you know I don't have enough time to do this or to get this done or you know I don't have the same ability to do it as this person because they have more practice you're telling yourself that because you're uncomfortable for some reason you're scared Um, there's a challenge there that's presenting itself and you're using that as an excuse to count yourself out and that having that excuse to fall back on and like victimizing yourself in that situation is going to keep you from ever trying so you're never going to know you're literally never going to know because you're just going to be so comfortable with that excuse and you're going to settle with that whereas if you just challenge yourself and you're like you know what um maybe I feel like I don't have the time right now or maybe that person did have you know like three more years of practice than I did for this certain thing like let me challenge myself and instead of just telling myself yeah I can't do it because of that what if I can do it despite that? You know what I mean? Man, I'm just spitting facts tonight, you guys. 
And the next thing is to remember that our thoughts are not facts. And just because it's your brain does not mean it's true. This is another really like powerful one for me personally. I have this really weird thing where I have an easier time like shutting out outside opinions and outside just voices because I can usually just like laugh things off and not take things to heart when it's coming from other people. But something about it like being my own thoughts and my own mind makes me feel like I have to believe it and that it's true and that it's a fact. So like if someone were to come up to me and be like, this is like so extreme and just like not what happens. But if someone came up to me and was like, you're ugly, I would just be like, lol, okay, gonna laugh that one off. Um, Clearly they're having a bad day and they probably don't feel that great about themselves right now. That's kind of my perspective on that. But (laughs) when I tell myself that, which I never, I try to never do that. Like, but you know, we all have our bad days where, you know, we just don't feel our best. But that doesn't mean you are ugly. Nobody's ugly. You know, you just don't feel your best that day and that's okay and but the problem is is when I am telling myself that I believe it but when someone else walks up to me and tells it to me I'm like lol funny but it's like why do I feel like I have to believe it just because it's my own mind I don't know if anyone else experiences that but this is just like this was one of those like deep thought moments I had where I was just like why do I feel like everything that like originates in my own mind that I like hear myself telling myself why do I think that all those have to be facts, but nothing that's like outward is a fact and I can like laugh it off so much easier. Very weird. I don't know if anyone else experiences that. If I'm the only one and I just sound like a weirdo right now, just laugh, laugh it off right now with me. But um, I don't know. Some days I just don't have a ton of confidence in my body image or I don't have like a lot of social confidence if I have to go to some, you know, recruiting event or something and I find myself believing all the negative self-talk my mind is doing simply because I think it has to be true since it's originating from my own mind. And I always try to just like recognize the thought, you know, ask myself, okay, how true is this really? And then challenge it by, you know, presenting it with a positive thought instead and trying to squash it. And that helps me realize, you know, hey, it's not a fact at all. Just because it came from my own head does not mean it's a fact. And um, a lot of times it's just when I'm having those more insecure days. So my mind is sort of believing itself more than it normally would um just because i'm more like vulnerable i guess you could say the next thing is to just remember that it begins and ends with you stop telling yourself you need external things or people to make you happy or whole um because you know it's you at the end of the day stop telling yourself you aren't enough and think of all that you are stop telling yourself you can't do it and think about what would happen if you did do it Stop blaming everyone else or your circumstances and challenge yourself to break all of the self-limiting beliefs you've fed yourself all of your life. Stop self-sabotaging yourself every time something good happens because your automatic response is telling yourself you aren't deserving and just believe that everything that comes to you is meant for you. And remember, to see change and create change, it doesn't take being harder on yourself. I had to write that down because this, I like, I don't know where I saw this. I want to say it was on Pinterest, but it might not have been. But I feel like, I, I don't know, I just feel like society is just the answer to everything. Do more, work harder, be harder on yourself. And it's like, okay, um, I don't think that's the answer to everything actually. But, you know, society's answer to all of our problems is work harder so you can make more money or have more time or grind harder, do more, be more, X, Y, Z. In my opinion, I say, you know, like in some cases, yes, if you have room to work harder, yeah, you probably should work harder. But that's not always the answer. 
you know, sometimes you just need to assess yourself and see how you can make things easier on yourself by freeing yourself of the self-limiting prison that you've put yourself in and see where that takes you instead of doing nothing to fix your mindset and expecting different results just because you're ambiguously doing more. And allowing yourself to continue with negative self-talk just teaches you to not trust yourself over time and does nothing but dig you in an even deeper hole. And I think a lot of times we will, you know, do everything but take a mental inventory and try and like help our own selves and our mindsets. You know, we'll work longer hours or, you know, we'll stay longer at the gym or we'll, you know, I don't know. There's so many examples I could think of of just doing more. But like if the if you're like if you yourself and your mind aren't where they need to be, you're always going to like continue having the same problems and they're just going to keep resurfacing. And we're never going to perfect that. I get that, but I'm just saying like being mentally aware can do so much for you. Do so much more than just quote unquote doing more will do for you. And the last thing is to remember that that voice in your head that is negative and talks down on you and talks down on others it's not you it is a projection of something else inside of you and you know it may be a projection from like a past experience you've had and it may be just a feeling you're uncomfortable with whatever but for me remembering that that voice that's negative in my head is nothing more than a projection helps me sort of detach all that I just think of it I literally think of it as like this just like cloud or this blob that just like holds all of these negative feelings, negative thoughts, negative words, all this negative stuff. And I literally imagine it as being like separate from my brain and like not a part of myself. And when I can remember that it's detached and it's not the same, it forces me to remind myself it's not facts, it's not necessarily truth, and it's not me. Like those negative thoughts are not me. And by remembering that I am not those negative thoughts, I subconsciously sort of build this resistance to that voice that comes from that negative cloud. And it helps me recognize when it's there and choose not to give it any like mental energy or focus, which in turn makes it, you know, appear less often, I guess you could say, or manifest itself more less often. And separating that part of you that engages in all that negative self-talk and the negative thoughts and everything from your actual mind whether it's about, you know, yourself or negative thoughts or gossiping about other people, whatever it is, it really helps a ton when it comes to eliminating the voice like as much as you can. And I feel like that one's just one that I kind of just have to remember at the end of the day, like building off of the whole just because it's you telling yourself everything doesn't mean it's true. And just because you're hearing it or saying it doesn't mean it's true. It, when I can remember, okay, this isn't a part of me it's just you know it's a thought and it's coming and going and I'm squashing it on its way out and that really helps me just keep things separate that may not be the best piece of advice for everyone because that may not be what works for you I want to remind everyone that everything I'm saying take with a grain of salt I am not like sitting here being your psychologist or like therapist or anything right now I am simply telling you what's worked for me so take it with a grain of salt and if some if you hear me say something and you're like Abby literally what on earth are you saying absolutely not that's fine um I just hope you at least get something valuable out of the episode but I don't want anyone to like treat this as you know like any of that like don't substitute it for that I'm just sitting here sharing my experience and what's helped me so that I can hopefully help someone else 
But in doing that, you have to remember that everything that works for me is not necessarily going to work for you and so on and so forth. So that's everything I have for the episode today. I'm sorry if my voice sounds like extra raspy today. I have not had nearly enough water like the past two days and um, that's literally, literally posted on the Instagram that that's the challenge this week. I am challenging myself to drink a gallon of water every day because I am feeling the effects of it because I just feel so dehydrated and I normally drink a lot to begin with. I don't necessarily drink a gallon though, but my boyfriend drinks like a gallon a day and I'm like low-key jealous and I'm trying to like get on his level and I just feel like so much more tired and I have like a lot less just clarity overall and energy when I don't drink as much water and I just haven't had a lot this weekend. So because of that, my voice is one, raspberry right now because I've been talking for 45 minutes straight and two, I'm just tired from not having enough and being dehydrated. So side note, that's a tangent. Join me on the challenge of drinking a ton of water this week, please. And remember to leave a review, follow me on social media, follow Gen Z Girl Podcast on social media, or well, on Instagram, and join the Gen Z Girl Podcast Facebook group, and I will talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for listening, and yeah, hope you have a great week.